Today is the fifth in a series of sermons that I've been doing on the ABCs of spiritual vitality. We looked at acceptance and discovered that that's the foundation for spiritual life, for spiritual vitality. Acceptance is God's grace given to us, which empowers us to accept others and accept ourselves in Jesus. We talked about balance, the importance of having spiritual balance in our lives, that there are times when we need to get away from the hectic life that we live and to be with God, be alone with God in prayer. We looked at the letter C, we talked about communication and discovered how important communication is for us, not only in how we communicate with God, but how we communicate with each other. And then last week we looked at discipline. We discovered that the Christian life is a disciplined life, and that we're called to live lives of discipline and structure. Today, I want to talk about the letter E, encouragement. Encouragement is one of the core values that we have as a church. One of the things we do is we try to encourage one another and build each other up, as Paul tells us to do today. So today we're going to look at the letter E. Let's join together in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You know, the recent film, 42, chronicles the 1947 season of Jackie Robinson with the Brooklyn Dodgers. It was in that year that he broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball and ushered in a new era of race relations in America. Now, as you watch the film, you realize that on the one hand, Jackie had to do this by himself. Only he had to play excellent baseball and endure the racial hatred that was to come his way. At the same time, even though he had to do it by himself, he never stood alone. He never stood alone. There were wonderful encouragers always by his side. His wife, Rachel. His friend and fellow player, Pee Wee Reese. And of course, the Dodgers owner, Branch Rickey. Ricky has some great lines in the movie, two of my favorites of which are these. In the scene where the Dodgers management has selected Robinson, the Dodgers owner Branch Ricky says, I'm a Methodist, Jackie's a Methodist, God's a Methodist, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I'm a Methodist, Jackie's a Methodist, God's a Methodist, you can't go wrong. Now, I want to say, as a Methodist pastor, I highly endorse that kind of thinking. <laughs> In another scene, he states to Robinson, people are not going to like this. They will do everything in their power to get you to react. Echo a curse with a curse, and they will hear only yours. Follow a blow with a blow, and they will say the Negro lost his temper. The enemy will be out in force. You cannot meet him on his own low ground. Now, his comments reflect scriptural wisdom from the Sermon on the Mount and Romans 9. Then he says, we win by hitting, running, fielding. Only these. We win only if we convince people of two things. First, that Jackie Robinson is a fine gentleman. 
and second, a great baseball player. Now, Ricky realized that even as Jackie was facing a huge challenge, encouragement was the key. Encouragement was the key. In the face of any challenge, indeed, encouragement is the key. Living the Christian life is not simple and easy. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, encouraging them to live not as children of the night, but as children of the light. Reread the text today as a pep talk for people of faith, and you'll get the true flavor of the word. As he addresses the church, he knows encouragement is the key. Encouragement is the key. And not only does he speak words of encouragement to his hearers, but he also invites them to speak words of encouragement to others by telling them to build each other up. Encourage one another and build each other up. Encouragement is the key. Encouragement is the key. What does the word encourage mean? Well, you know, Sarah pretty well explained it earlier in her children's sermon. Encouragement means to put courage in. That's a simple definition I like to use. To put courage in. To put courage in the people around you. To put courage in your family, your friends, your children, your classmates, your co-workers. To put courage into their hearts because they face substantial challenges. The challenges of tests, deadlines, downturns, and tough decisions. And even though they'll have to face these challenges by themselves, they never stand alone. Encouragement lets them know we stand with them. Encouragement is the key. Encouragement is the key. Well, I'd like to briefly touch upon three elements of encouragement this morning, very briefly. As usual, if you'd like to follow along, there's a sermon outline printed in your bulletin for your convenience, or if you prefer, you can follow along with a PowerPoint presentation. So, let's begin with the first element of encouragement. First of all, to encourage others... We must stand with them in their challenges. First of all, to encourage others, we must stand with them in their challenges. Now, in that sense, to encourage takes courage on our part. We can only give to others what we ourselves have. It's your courage that you provide them. It's your courage that encourages them. Again, in the movie 42... The Dodgers were playing in Cincinnati. Thousands of fans are in the stands booing Robinson. His friend, Pee Wee Reese, comes over from shortstop to first base to stand with Jackie. Looking up into the stands, he thanks Jackie. Jackie asks, what for? And then pointing up to the stands, he says, I have family in the stands. They need to know where I stand, who I am. I have family in the stands. They need to know where I stand, who I am. The home plate umpire asked him whether he was socializing or playing ball. Reese responds, playing ball, up, playing ball. 
And then he turned to Jackie and said, maybe one day we'll all wear 42 and then they won't be able to tell us apart. Well, let's take a look at this scene from the movie 42. In this scene, we find Pee Wee Reese is standing with Jackie near first base, trying to encourage and support him as thousands of fans in the stands are booing Robinson. So let's take a look at this scene from the movie 42. I think they all they want. We're just here to play ball. It's just a bunch of crackpots still fighting the Civil War. Well, hell, we'd have won that son of a gun if the corn stalks would have held out. We just ran out of ammunition. Better look next time, Pee Wee. Ain't gonna be a next time, Jack. All we got is right here. Thank you, Jack. What are you thanking me for? I got family up there from Louisville. I need them to know. I need them to know who I am. Hey, number one! Playing ball or socializing? Playing ball, Lump. Playing ball. Maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. That way they won't tell us apart. And now, every year in April, all of Major League Baseball wears the number 42. Standing together in solidarity with Jackie Robinson, but equally important, to make a witness to end racism. To encourage others, we must stand with them in their challenges. And that brings us to the second element of encouragement. Second, to encourage others, we must never minimize their problems. Second, to encourage others, we must never minimize their problems. You know, it's been said that a diamond is simply a lump of coal that did well under intense pressure. Now, we never want to understate or underestimate the intensity of the pressure. Branch Rickey never minimized the meanness of racism. The Apostle Paul never underestimated the power of darkness. We would never want to walk or come alongside of someone and lightly comment, oh, you can handle that, that's no problem. Oh, you can handle that, that's no problem. You see, to the one facing the problem, it's sizable and significant. To encourage others, we must never minimize their problems. And that brings us to the third and final element of encouragement that I want to touch upon this morning. Third and finally, to encourage others, we must always maximize the power available to them. To encourage others, we must always maximize the power available to them. Encouragers put courage in others by urging others to claim the power that's available to them. And this power is greater than inner potential, innate talents, or our own abilities. To encourage from a Christian's perspective is to know that we can urge others to claim not only an inner power, but a power from beyond, 
a power from above, the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, this is the power that we call others to embrace as their encouragement. You know, some of the most encouraging and wonderful words of Scripture are found in John chapters 14 through 17. Now, Jesus spoke these words during the Passover supper to his disciples as he was encouraging them as he was about to go to the cross. He spoke these truths to them to strengthen them for the challenges ahead. You know, three of my favorite verses are these, and you know them very well. I will ask the Father, and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. You know him, because he lives with you and will be with you. I have said these things to you, so that you will have peace in me. In the world you have distress, but be encouraged. I have conquered the world. Be encouraged. I have conquered the world. Jesus is our encourager. He is our encourager. And after having received divine encouragement, we are invited to extend that encouragement to others. Even as the Apostle Paul calls us to encourage one another, build each other up, even as I know you're doing. You see, to encourage others, we must always maximize the power available to them. For as we all know, encouragement is the key. One of the ABCs of spiritual vitality. Well, in conclusion... Encouragement is the key. We encourage others when we stand with them in their challenges, never minimize their problems, and always maximize the power available to them. Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. As the band comes forward, I want to extend an invitation to you. You know, Jesus indeed is our encourager. He is the one who encourages our hearts to face whatever challenges we may have to face. But that encouragement is not just given to us to keep within ourselves. But as Paul points out, we're to share that with others. We're called as the body of Christ to be a body of encouragement, to encourage each other, because we need to. Living the Christian life is not simple and easy. Never has been and never will be. Jesus told us that we could expect tribulations in the world, but he doesn't leave us orphanless. He sends us a companion, and that companion is our encourager. That companion is the spirit of Jesus, and that companion is with us today. I don't know what you may be facing this morning, Maybe you find your heart discouraged. 
I know some of us are worried and discouraged about what general conference may hold. We don't know what may happen. And a lot of us are worried about that. But Christ encourages us to look to Him. Some of us may be discouraged because maybe we're about to lose our job or have lost our jobs. Maybe we're discouraged because what we read in the news today, how divided our society is, maybe that discourages us. Maybe we're discouraged because of a break in a relationship. Whatever that discouragement may be, I invite you to come forward to the altar and let go of it. Let go of it and give it over to Christ. And allow Jesus to be your encourager as the one who will strengthen your heart to face whatever challenges you may have to face. No, God doesn't deliver us from the challenges. But what God does give us is encouragement and strength to face those challenges. So I invite you to come forward to receive Christ's encouragement and more importantly, to share that encouragement with others. Because all of us are called to a ministry of encouragement. Will you please come forward? And if there's anyone here that doesn't know Christ as your Lord or Savior, you don't have a personal relationship with Him, maybe you know Christ in your head but not in your heart, I invite you to come forward to make that commitment, to allow Christ to come in and change and transform your life. Would you please come forward?